0: hi maureen i don't know if i mentioned this but on saturday i got woken up at 5 a.m by boomer um like he was like crying and i was like what the heck like he was like barking but not like his usual like somebody's at the door bark it was like a help help bark and i was like oh he's like crying because dad's not home because he always gets upset when dad isn't home because dad's his person as you do um and so, like, I went upstairs. He's like super excited. I'm like, Boomer, it's five a.m. I'm not giving you breakfast. Like, you're not getting breakfast. You don't eat breakfast till like another two hours. And I was like, I'll let you out, but that's it. And I let him out. And uh, apparently, not a moment too soon because he just diarrheaed everywhere. Yikes! Uh, thankfully, fun, he, he made fun it to pets the, time. Yeah, he made it to the lawn, but it was like, oh, well, I'm. Thank you, Boomer, for telling us, because like. I, it was weird, because like I'm the furthest one, uh, other than my cousin, I'm the furthest one away from the door, so away from him, so it didn't really make sense that I heard him, but I did, and I was just like, "What is? what are you doing? And then I ended up not being able to go to sleep again, so I was just up. Oh. I was up, but it was okay. Yeah. <sighs> oh, well, I had an adventure.
1: I went uh, up to Port Angeles yesterday, and it was a lot of fun. Woo! You lived there.
0: How much of an adventure could it have been? right? I've been all up and down the west coast, baby. You went on a boat, though, so that's cool. What? I thought you went sailing. My
1: boss took me on a boat last week. Oh. Well, yeah, so... I just went... We just... <gasps> My friend and I got a U-Haul together?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're you're U-Hauling, but, like, not really. Yeah, yeah, there's uh... a... <laughs> There's a, there's yeah, the a lesbian joke some there somewhere. A <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a joke there somewhere. Um, but we
1: were just we were just uh, moving some stuff up, so it was fun. It was an adventure. Listen <laughs> to an audiobook in the car. I got sunburned. I don't know if you can, like, see because the sun is shining, but the entire right side of my face is just red. I do. I do see it. It's, you're very and pink. I look like an idiot because it's just one half of my face. I thought it was from sitting outside at a restaurant, but... It was
0: actually, I think, from sitting in the van. It'll get you. The It'll U-Haul ya. turned against me. There's a, there's like a, um, a photo of a trucker who's like one side of his face is like totally destroyed by the sun, while the other side's not. Sun will get you. Wow. Yeah. Well, gone. are you reading anything? Yes, I am. Uh I just read Young Francis by uh, Hart Hartley Lynn. Um, I, I don't. It was. A little depressing. <laughs> it, it's it's not really. It was like, it's about, it's very beautiful. It's beautifully crafted. Like, the art, the comic is immaculate. Um, the characters are so well done. The setting's beautiful. Um, but it's literally about a young law clerk um, basically struggling with young adult life. And I was like, this is, this is hitting a little too close to, like, a little, all the office, like, politicking and... Oh, oof, duh. I mean, I, I think it wouldn't have hurt as hard as like, um. I was currently not working from home, but uh, and then her best friend moves to uh, California, <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, ouch! And like, there's literally one line she repeats <laughs> where it's like, uh, "I was crap today. Tomorrow will be better." And I was like, oh, ow, ow! This is too familiar. This is too familiar. Put it away, um. But yeah, it was I'm in good. this book and I don't like it. Yeah, it was it, there. Some of the stuff it was like, uh, some people were like, "Oh, I didn't like how much it like fo- like focused on like law stuff." But I was like, I, "That was just like filler conversation. Like you weren't supposed to like understand what the lawyers were talking about. It was just showing you like so much of your day to day life in an office as people talking about stuff that doesn't affect you at all, but you need to know <laughs> what it is." And like, uh, it was it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, it was. It was stressful. It was a stressful read, but I couldn't stop reading it. I don't know if you want the experience of working in a nine to five at an office. Just go ahead and read that, and you'll like want to throw up. It's great. I'm kidding. Excellent. I mean, not really, but yeah. What about you? Okay, so <laughs> no, I no, I we should weekend. we should clarify that these past since oh yeah episode fifteen to now one fifteen that I said that bad, yeah, 115 to now. We've recorded in the span of like three days. Um, and yeah, I have like a dedicated 30 minutes. I read every day and Maureen's moving and like has a job that has a crazy schedule. so um.
1: but I did we went to well we went to Port Angeles yesterday and of course uh-huh. one of the places I had to go was Port Book and News, which is my favorite bookstore mm-hmm. and where I pre-ordered all my cat books and of course I had to go buy books there
0: mm-hmm.
1: and mm-hmm. they did, did have a hardcover version of Harrow the Ninth, so nice. I did get that you got one too yeah I got one so I have my hardcover Harrow and it can go join my paperback Gideon and then my friend uh, put the first book of the Murderbot Diaries by Martha Wells it's all systems read in my hands so I bought that <laughs> <laughs> they're okay. Like you've read the Murderbot series, right? And I'm like, "No," and they're like, "Oh, this is the first one." So I bought that. So I'll let you know what I think of that after I read it. It's a pretty right. it's a pretty short one. So, yeah. It's it'll be a good uh, a nice
0: uh good yeah. read. Yeah. I should also say most of the books I read are comp- I I our internet wasn't working the other day, so I went to the library and I returned some books and once again, I like wandered through the aisles trying to like find all the comics they hide. Because it's, it's always interesting, like, um, I found another book by the same person who did Eartha, another book by her, I haven't read it yet, mm-hmm. so. Um, it's, like, called Temperance, or uh, Temporal, I'm not sure. Uh, we'll see when I read it, but, yeah. It's, it's interesting seeing, like, what comics are there, and what ones just, like, they don't give shelf space to. Like, there's a, I think I said there's a considerable, like, dedicated space for manga, but, um, like, the adult comics are kind of like spread throughout like I'll, I'll find like batman and Snowpiercer, like and walking dead like kind of in random spots and but then like all yeah. the uh like european comics and um like fantagraphic and like american comics are kind of in different places anywho yes. let's um i just see well
1: i just saw my library i think is open for browsing Ooh, so yay. i'm gonna have to
0: i'm gonna have to go there it's always fun. It's always fun to spend time in the library. I love it. It is. Let's get We're into a to good book. five, though, so another day. Huh? Let's get into a good book right now. Oh, because <laughs> I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? <laughs> such a good line too and you were just like looking at your library schedule i'm like well let's uh segue into this and you're like dang only five yeah most libraries are only open till five that's like a a regular time to be open i mean mine mine's open till eight i suppose (laughs) (laughs) but on saturdays it closes at two which always throws me off because i like i'm like i want to spend my day in the library and they're like we're closed leave all right. Well, okay. So I'm gonna start by saying I
1: talked to Nines or Volpaw on yeah. Tumblr, and he said he's cool with the linking stuff. Yeah. And so find that link in our show notes to the really nice post that he made about, um, you know, kind of the issues with the tribe representation in Warrior Cats. Um, and it spoilers up through series four, but yeah. and he said that we can use like we can refer to some of uh
0: to his talking points in there so yeah and we'll give credit when we do uh well yes that and we have been talking about this and we brought up his uh point first we should say and linked it first in episode uh 115 so you folks if you haven't already read it read it go check it out all right but thank you very much Noel, for being so cool and uh i haven't read the whole post because i can't legally um, volpa, <laughs> full volpa. Full is that how you say? It? I said no. Sorry. Um, vol, uh, paw. Uh, yeah. I haven't read the whole post, but I'm excited. Uh, to explore. I'm not excited to explore. So let's just skip. Let's just keep going. Let's go. To <laughs> I don't know okay. what I'm saying. Let's just keep going. I'm so tired. Let's keep going. <laughs> All right. So we're uh we're in this big big cave. We're in a big cave. We're in a really big cave. Behind a waterfall. Behind a waterfall. This is like a video game level. I don't think I said that when we first went into this cave, but this is a <laughs> video game level. You always go behind. You know what? Go Always go behind the waterfall uh, in video games because what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to be disappointed or you're going to find something secret and the secret thing might be treasure or it might be a hidden cat, cat community. Yeah. Yeah. They found the, the, the hidden area. Yeah, this is so cool. This is probably the coolest, um, like, uh, like, like cat gathering place we've seen so far. I mean, Sky Clan was pretty cool, mm-hmm. but they didn't have a wa- hidden waterfall entrance. That's yeah, yeah, hard to beat. I mean, that. River
1: Clan, River Clan's on an island, which is kind of cool. That is cool, and but s- it's not a cave behind. It's not a giant cave behind a waterfall. So
0: yeah, and I kind of like. I mean, Shadow Clan seems to have like a hidden tunnel into their little. I like, kind of overgrowth area which i think is kind of cool if you imagine it right in your brain but yeah i mean it's just a drainage tunnel but i like to imagine that there's spots like i don't know if you ever like made forts when you were a kid but we always like find a spot where like the bushes were really overgrown so it was already like pretty much a grown like it already made a fort for you yeah that's probably what their camps are like yeah so i like it that's what i like to imagine
1: um, but it's not behind a waterfall, so. Yeah, not behind a waterfall. Not as cool. cool points.
0: Try, try harder, guys. <laughs> find a waterfall.
1: So Stone Teller brings the cats to the shallow scoops at the side of the main cave and tells them that they can rest and uh, stay many days. You know, as long as they'd like.
0: That's really nice. Uh, Medicine, though. You mentioned medicine, and our friend here is kind of, like, hurt.
1: Well, after Stone Teller had gone, Brambleclaw calls a group huddle. Okay.
0: And asks how long they think they should stay. Guys, I thought we were like really like raring to go home. Not that this isn't like the coolest thing ever, but I think this is we put a pin in it. We put a pin in it and we come we we come back and like be like, Oh cool, hey guys, uh we're back. Uh we're all doomed, but we found a really cool, like, uh other group of cats, maybe Well, we don't want to invade their land, of course, because that, wow, Uh, Uh. (laughs) setting up a bad, like, top of a colonization there already. But, you know, maybe there's areas around there that would be good for us that don't have any, like, cats already living there.
1: Well, Crowpaw agrees with you. And, right, <laughs> whoever thought you'd agree with Crowpaw.
0: Well, I honestly thought uh, either it was either going to be him or Tawny Pelt who was going to be like, why why are we staying? But also Tawny Pelt's injured, so Tawny Pelt might be a, a little, like, okay with waiting a couple days.
1: Yeah, so Crowpaw doesn't know how he could even ask that. They're on a mission. They need to bring Midnight's news to the forest. And Stormfur says Crowpaw's right, even though he's annoyed that he agrees with him. Yeah. He thinks they should leave right away. Yeah, and I mean, Tony Pelt adds. Hmm? Uh,
0: no, I was just saying, like this, it's it's so cool. This is such a cool spot. They're seem really friendly. Um, I'd love to learn more about them, but we gotta go. And also, they're giving me a really weird look. Like, I don't know if you guys have noticed. Is that? Am I imagining that? Is that me, or are they just like staring at me a lot? <laughs> well, and Tony Pelt adds that Leaf Bear is coming, and there's gonna be snow up here. Oh, yeah, gross. Probably a lot. This isn't a place for, uh, I mean, I've seen frozen waterfalls and they look cool, but ugh, this is not a, this is not a place that you winter at. We gotta find, like, Arizona yeah. or something, or Florida. That's where, that's where all the people go in the winter. <laughs> well, Brambleclaw
1: asks about her shoulder. She has been limping on three legs again, and there's a trickle of dried blood on her pelt from it. Tawny pelt snaps that she knocked it again, that's all. If he thinks she's holding them back, just come out and say so.
0: <laughs> Tawny Pelt, literally, no one said that. We expressed concern for your body. Man, uh, Shadow Clan really does uh, make uh, folks make c- c- love into defensiveness. Like, they're like, how dare you? I'm allergic to that. Don't be nice to me. Well, Feathertail assures her that Brambleclaw
1: didn't mean that. And she does think that Tawny Pelt needs to rest and heal. And Squirrelpaw notes that the tribe doesn't seem to want them to leave. And what are they so frightened of? Is there going to be danger?
0: I mean... I don't... I mean, I don't think they've been like, oh, stay here forever. I mean, I don't think they're forcing no, you to No, but they haven't...
1: It's not like they're shoving them out the door. You know, they let them Yeah, beat. they're polite.
0: They've just been That's... hospitable, is yeah. what Squirrelpaw
1: is saying. Okay. Like, oh, like, they don't seem to be in a hurry to get rid of us. Yeah.
0: But also they're terrified of something so but it's not us it's very confusing i understand squirrel confusion it's very hot cold kind of uh signals we're getting Well, Crowpaw points
1: out that it'll be risky no matter when they leave but agrees that tawny pelt's shoulder needs to be taken care of they can get stone teller to fix it and be on their way that's all very well squirrel says but they're all assuming that they can leave whenever they want
0: Okay, Squirrelpaw, are you... Crowpaw
1: asks what she means. They wouldn't dare stop them. Crowpaw snorts. She bets her next piece of fresh kill that they would. Uh. She tells them to look over there and gestures to the cave entrance. A guard is on either side, making no secret that they're keeping an eye on the
0: newcomers. Okay, uh, Squirrelpaw, I love the suspicion. Love it. You are your, uh, like... Uh, your your mother's daughter, I should say, because like that's that's a squirrel paw move, if I, or squirrel. No, that's a uh sand sandstorm move, if I ever heard one. But um, if I if five straight, how many are there? Six. If six randos showed up at my door, and and one like had an injury, and I was like, oh yeah, you guys can stay the night because I guess. Um I I too would keep an eye on them.
1: Well yeah, Feathertail suggests that they're probably guarding the cave for outside enemies. Crowpaw says they could try leaving and see what happens.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean honestly.
1: Well Brimbleclaws like no.
0: Oh, how we will we can't get leave now? Get We're Tawny very tired. Yeah, get Tawny Pelt's shoulder like cleared yeah. up. I don't think it's like a thing we can like patch up and get going. So like let's just give it a day. I, guys, compromise. I don't know why we haven't learned how to compromise yet. We've been doing this for so long. We chill for a day, and then we go. There we go.
1: They'll see tomorrow how Tawny Pelt's shoulder is, and then figure out when they can leave. And not even Crowpaw can argue with that. The journeying cats settle into the hollows and huddle together against the curious stares of of the cave cats. Stormfur hears paw steps behind him as he's getting his nest all comfy. Warm recognition sweeps through him as he sees Brooke. She has a mouthful of feathers and drops them in Stormfur's nest. She tells him that Stone Teller sent her to make sure he's comfortable. Just you. Uh, thanks? Everyone else
0: says. can rot. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's wondering if Stone Teller sent her for all the cats, or just him. Uh, but it didn't look like
0: anyone else was getting feathers. Oh. I thought it was like a bird. Okay, it's just feathers for his nest.
1: Yeah, to make it soft and nice. De- I mean, thank you. Like, yeah, well,
0: Stormfur is pretty beat up from that fall, but and, no and more she only has, than the rest of them. She only has one mouth. Maybe she's making more than one trip. I doubt it. I think she's only going to bring it to him. But like, you know, no, no reason to assume. Well, it's not like he's the leader of like their little
1: group or anything. They don't know. Why is he getting this special treatment? Uh, yeah, maybe they... they think he is
0: the leader because yeah. they saw him first. Probably. Honestly, that's, that's first person you meet. That's the immediate leader.
1: Brooks says that she hopes he'll be happy here. It must be different from when, what he's used to and she asks if they sleep in caves in their forest. Stormfur says they sleep in nests of reeds and bushes, and he feels a pang of homesickness and wonders if he'll ever lay in that nest again after what Midnight said. Dark. Brooke asks if he's a guard or a hunter. Stormfur explains that their warriors do both, and Brooke thinks that must be hard. They're born into their duties and know exactly what they have to do. Brooke explains that she's a prey hunter, and adds that if Stormteller allows it, maybe he can come hunt with her tomorrow. Storm swallows. That it feels like a that as... feels like
0: a commitment. Uh I, I we just met.
1: It almost seems as if she's expecting them to stay for a while. Yeah.
0: Clarify. And... Clarify. Ask her. Right now. Be like, oh, you know, we're actually planning on leaving pretty soon. Do you guys did you guys hope that we'd stay longer because we're actually on a little bit of a time crunch and he's not
1: he's not really sure about asking Stone teller for permission for everything because he'll respect their leader while in their territory but it's not like he has a right to give them orders. but also it would be fun to hunt with Brooke. And he wonders if he should just ask her if they're prisoners. Yeah <laughs> so he's having that thought. That
0: Hey, are Should we just ask her if we're prisoners? Are we? Hey, are we like can we, we prisoners? Leave? Or, like is this like a haha no sort of situation? Like, what's, what's happening?
1: But before he can say anything, she's dipping her head in farewell. So Stormfur settles into his nest, surrounded by the murmurs of his sleeping friends.
0: What was that? Why does he get feathers? Yeah, I didn't get feathers. What the heck? Why don't I get no, feathers? Squirrelpaw, feather. shut up. <laughs> oh. Like, I, I'm just imagining Squirrelpaw, like, very loudly to bramble. Uh, Why does he get feathers? I deserve feathers. <laughs> what? Why? Wait, I want some feathers. Wait, no. If anyone should get feathers, it should be Tawny Bell. Hey, hey, give those feathers to Tawny Bell. He's like, I don't know. Stop.
1: It's, it's they're <laughs> storm for wood because he's a pushover. This is literally like a, nice
0: boy. a sleepover situation. Hey, Stover. Hey, Stover. Anything Brooke has a crush on you. Shut up. Oh, my God. Krupa's like, I have a game tomorrow morning. Shut up. I have to go for soccer practice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Quick, quick, quick. Uh. All right. Uh, sleepover rules. Um. Stonefur is the host who is, like, trying to keep everyone quiet, but also, like, trying to, like, have a good time because, you know, it's...
1: Which means that Feathertail is also hosting their siblings. It was Feathertail's
0: idea and... Yeah,
1: no. It, Storm for is making
0: sure everything's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feathertail's making sure everything's perfect, and but St- Stormfer also like wants to get into the funny, funny, haha. Uh, Squirrelpaw is the one where when it's like absolutely like silent, quiet, and you think everyone's falling asleep, is like, why do you guys think the like the sky is blue? <laughs> or she lets out like a rip roar and fart. Like, uh, she's <laughs> one of those two. Bramble. Um, Bramble Claw is the one who's like, shh, shh, shh. Like, stop. Oh, my God. You're being too loud. Um, Crowpaw is the one who literally sits up and is like, I will smother you if you don't shut up. Like, I'm wearing, I am wearing my headphones. I have a pillow around my head and I still hear you guys. I do have to get up at 7 a.m. tomorrow. So, please be quiet. And Tawny Pelt's already asleep. Tiny Pelt sleeps yeah, through so Tony the first one to sleep. Pelt is the first one to sleep, but like you can't prank her. And it's not cuz uh uh it's not cuz Brambleclaw is her brother. It's just cuz uh she'll kill you. So you can't yeah, prank her. You. But she does sleep through everything. One time they had like an all out like uh candy fight, like they whipped twizzlers, pelted nerds, but like she was unconscious. Through. We actually checked her pulse. So <laughs> That's that's how everyone sleepover <laughs> rolls. All right, I'm glad. I'm glad. I love them. <laughs> I do too. I'm so scared <laughs> that they are actually imprisoned in this friendly but very like <laughs> are they prisoners? Like on edge. Like I I don't. Why is everyone <laughs> so uncomfortable and also like so focused on Mr. Stonefur? Like he's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm just like love the boy. Yeah, love him. But but like. But like why? Because I have reasons to love him. I've known him. You guys just met him. Yeah. So I mean, maybe he's just super super cute and the whole tribe is like, Wow. <laughs> they're That's
1: all cute. They're he all he's like grey oh and gosh. he looks like a rock. Like, and we
0: really love rocks here. Yeah, they're like, Wow. I bet he looks so good with mud on him. Yeah, I was just thinking that.
1: <laughs> so Brambleclaw is already awake when Stormfur rises. He's watching the guards leave on patrol. Stormfur goes up to him. Brambleclaw tells him that Tawny Pelt's shoulder started bleeding in the night, and he thinks the muscles have torn open again. Yeah. They'll probably have to stay for a day or two. Yeah. Stormfur looks back to see Feathertail anxiously bending over Tawny Pelt. Crowpaw is looking on. While Squirrelpaw is still asleep. Stormfur says if they must, they must. But they'll eventually have to find out why these cats are so welcoming. They know there's something they aren't telling them. It's like they're so used to clans being hostile. They're like, why are these people so hospitable? Why are they
0: nice? I don't know. What like, is. We're all, we're all giant tools to one another. Yeah. We're all scary, right? Yeah, no, we're all really scary. Like, yeah. Yeah, if I met me, I'd be scared, so.
1: Well, Brambleclaw says that they'll learn more by cooperating. Stone Teller emerges from the tunnel and comes towards them. Crowpaw prods Squirrelpaw awake, and they go with Feathertail to join Stormfur and Brambleclaw. As Feathertail left her, Tawny Pelt rose her head. She asks if they're leaving. She can go if they have to.
0: You're leaving me to the
1: die pain is evident in her voice. Finally, Feathertail assures her that they aren't going anywhere and to get some more sleep.
0: Is no one going to guard her? You guys don't actually like. They've been nice, but someone could come and like smother her with moss. <laughs> well,
1: Crowpaw asks Brambleclaw if they'll be allowed to leave. But Brambleclaw points out that they need to stay for Tawny Pelt to rest, and they don't want to offend the Tribe cats. Like, right? Hey, will you let us leave? Like, let's not like assume that they're bad guys.
0: Yeah, you. It, maybe they're just like really excited to have guests. You know, it's like the first. They said that there weren't any other like tribes of cats around, so maybe they're like, wow, yeah, this is really exciting. Like, maybe they're just hyped, right? Visitors, yeah. Well,
1: Stormfur says he's sure they're not prisoners. They haven't done the tribe any harm. Squirrelpaw suggests that maybe they have something the tribe wants. Stoneteller greets them. Brambleclaw explains that Pelt is hurt and asks if they can stay for a day or two until she feels better. Good, Teller says, looking
0: at Stonefur. G- good? I mean, she's bleeding out on your guy- in your guys' cave. <laughs> oh, no, that we're staying. Yeah, I mean, sure, that's fine. I mean... He says he'll look at her shoulder and find
1: some herbs to heal her. Brambleclaw says that the rest of them would like to hunt. The tribe can't go on feeding six more mouths while they sit around and do nothing. Stoneteller narrows his eyes, but barely hesitates before saying, of course. He says the prey hunters are about to leave and would be glad for the help. Teller leads them to the gathered cats and tells them that their new friends would like to go hunting. He tells his cats to take them and teach them the ways that the tribe hunts. Stormfur is slightly stung that he thought the warriors needed to be trained to hunt, but then Brooke is beside him. They literally don't know anything about you guys. Yeah, So not at all. Brooke suggests that they split in two groups and asks Stormfur if he'd hunt with her. And he says he'd like that, surprised at how pleased he was that she remembered her invitation from last night. Uh, what?
0: He really doesn't. Uh, he's not used to positive attention at all.
1: No. Probably because his whole clan wanted him dead. Okay. And despite that, is still suspicious of him.
0: Yeah. He's like, man. I don't know. I'm just not used to like people liking me. I was trying to. I was. They tried to murder me, and I was like, "Hmm, like a baby.
1: (laughs) Well, Crowpaw and Feathertail went with Mist and her group, and Mist is the leader, or like the head prey hunter. Right. While Brambleclaw and Squirrelpaw came with Stormfur and Brooke's group. Tawnybelt watches them go, a brief flash of fear in her eyes. But as they leave. Star, the kit mother, is going to Tawny Pelt with a piece of prey. Brambleclaw says she'll be fine. And maybe she'll sleep until they get back. He doesn't think the tribe cats mean her any harm.
0: But we are not hey.
1: sure! Stormfur sees the friendliness that Star speaks to Tawny Pelt and realizes that Brambleclaw is right. So we're gonna leave Tawny Pelt with a bunch of strangers.
0: Oh god, they're really conscious. We'll just let, Bye. just let Tawny Pelt die, I guess.
1: Outside the cave, guards with fresh mud spread over their flanks are waiting.
0: Do we we have to to do that? Huh? Should we
1: get all slimy? Oh. Brooke says that they take the cave guards with them. They need to watch for eagles, and she breaks off with a nervous glance at Stormfur. Stormfur is relieved at the explanation, though also curious, because he'd been afraid
0: that the guards were there so they wouldn't escape. You know? you didn't finish your sentence though, Brooke. Uh, watch out for eagles and, and you looked at me. Is there like a big gray cat I look like? Do I have another secret dad? Cause I know my dad. He, I don't live with him, but I know him. Well,
1: and it's not like like they, the tribe wouldn't know that they'd never leave Tawny Pelt behind, you know? Right. So it's like, oh, are these guards for us? But no, they're not. Yeah. Miss group goes up the rocks they had fallen down yesterday, while Brooke led them down into the valley. Stormfur understands the mud on their pelts when he sees how they blend in. Squirrelpaw's dark ginger fur stood out like a splash of blood on the stones.
0: (laughs) Wow, once again, ginger hate. We said it about her dad and we'll say it about her, I guess. Well, Stormfur's gray pelt and
1: Brambleclaw's dark tabby didn't stand out much. So they're pretty fun.
0: Maybe that's the appeal? They're like, oh, wow, they're stone-colored. You said that already. Yeah, I did. I said he looks like a rock. A very
1: sweet, sweet rock. He
0: He really does look like a rock.
1: Squirrelpaw spots a mouse and drops into a hunter's crouch. Brooke stops her with her tail, telling her to wait. Squirrelpaw glares at her, but doesn't audibly protest as to not scare the prey. Brooke doesn't seem to notice. Her eyes are fixed on the mouse. A falcon drops from the sky and snatches up the mouse. At the same moment, Brooke launches herself forward. Oh? She digs her claws into the bird's shoulders. And she leaves the ground for just a moment before the bird falls back under her weight. Another hunter comes to help Brooke finish it off. Y'all just, y'all just like, whoa, you killed (laughs) him? (laughs) And we get the mouse, too, Craig points out to Stormfur. Whoa! That's pretty intense. Yeah! Stormfur's eyes are wide in admiration. What a warrior Brooke would have made. He imagines her in Riverclan, but banishes the thought. Brooke belonged in the mountains, and he'd be leaving in a day or two. And he's surprised at the strong pang of regret. How is he so attached to a cat he barely knew? I don't know. And maybe this is a good moment to bring up the article, or the article, the the post we were talking about. Right now? About how, uh, Brooke kind of reads like, uh, the chief's daughter
0: trope. Oh, Yeah. I I was yeah. but I mean, we haven't really fully. Yeah, we're like she immediately meets an outsider and is like, oh, like so charmed by him because he's nothing like anyone we've met before, like that sort of thing. Yeah, okay. I mean, so I mean, at the I did see a little bit during the part where she kind of subserviently gave him feathers last night, which I was like, that was weird, but it was also yeah. weird in context. I'm I let's see i want to see how their relationship kind of unfolds more because i see hints of that right now and i'm wondering if there's more in the text that i'm missing or yeah okay
1: yeah we will we will talk about it more as we go on okay but yeah there are there are gonna be a few other um moments of it a few other
0: moments yes i am prepared to react respond (laughs) okay Well, Squirrelpaw stares,
1: her indignation forgotten. That was brilliant.
0: She wants to try it. (laughs) Squirrelpaw's like, I also want to jump up and- Take down a bird of prey. Oh, I also see it in sort of, like, a highly skilled, like- I'm thinking of, like, La- Atlantis and Pocahontas, where it's like, oh, I'm learning so much about the world from you. Or it's kind of like, yeah, oh, you're just exotifying my regular everyday life. <laughs> Don't. Let's not take it yeah. away. That was a pretty baller move.
1: No, it was a super baller move.
0: Yeah. Um, I also want to learn how to take out giant birds from the sky. And a mouse at
1: the same time. You get the bird and the mouse. It's great. Yep. Well, Squirrelpaw turns to Brambleclaw and asks if he thinks they could hunt like that at home. Brambleclaw says they don't see as many hawks. <laughs> so, like, probably not. Like, they we could just sit whine. and, like, look at a mouse for hours. They leave their prey in a crevice to collect on their way back. Brooke leads them up to a hawk's nest. She says in the freed water season, they sometimes find chicks here. That must be what they call new leaf, because, you know, the snow starts melting. And all the water comes down. What, so did they, what did they call it, I'm sorry? Uh, freed water season. Oh. Oh, because the ice yeah, melts. so the water's free from the mountain. Well, Craig says they are delicious. And it means less hawks to grow up and try to eat them. Like this one. And he leaps into the air. And Stormfur sees just above him, a hawk had swooped down, talons extended. But it veered away from Craig's leap. <laughs>
0: Even the, the hawks are like, oh, God, this again.
1: <laughs> well, Craig lands on the edge, balancing with the ease of long practice. And Stormfur's respect for him increases. His courage and speed match the skills of any of the best clan warriors. Stormfur thanks him as he watches the, ho- the hawks swoop away. Craig turns to him, eyes gleaming. He purrs that it's the first thing a 2B learns. Never forget to look up. Want to hit us with a cat fact?
0: Sure. Good day, everyone. My name is Tangle Tongue, and I am here in the Cat Fact Art Gallery. And I am sad to say that today, me and Ember Hart are announcing the closure of the Catfact Art Gallery. Don't worry, it's just a seasonal thing. But as things come and go, so does the Catfact Art Gallery. We're actually a bit of a traveling thing, a traveling feature. We might be back, we might be not. Who knows? We 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 change like the tides of the seasons. Anyway. You all know the drill by now. I took three art history courses, probably, but I'm not an art historian. Also, I will be describing the art piece, but there is a link in the description for anyone who would like to click on it. And I'm sure you're all very excited because we've been teasing it. Because today we are doing Chat Noir by Theophila Steinlin. And I'm going to struggle through some of the French folks, especially his name. I, like, looked up how to say it and all of it was like, ooh, I'm going to... I'm not going to do well, but I'll do my best to say his name pro- properly. <laughs> um, uh, Theophila... Theophila Steinin, Steinlin. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, this is the Chad Moore poster, um, which is a rectangle uh poster which is a blocky color print uh top half is tan and on the bottom there is a maroon rectangle creating a ledge on like one third of the bottom and on top of that it sits a pretty severe looking black cat um it's sitting but its chest is puffed up and its ears are back the whiskers are spread out and the face is like an angry kind of mm. um The cat is black, but outlined in a golden tan color, which is also outlined in a smaller, thin black line. Um, The cat is black, but outlined in a golden tan color, which is outlined in a thinner black line. While everything is somewhat curved, there are sharp edges uh, where the fur is sticking up on the back and the front claws and a little bit of the hair on the tail that is curling down over um, the maroon edge. Uh, there's red line work there's a red line work halo around the cat with an intricate repeating design kind of like a, a, a church glass bit more gothic and there's actually writing in the halo which I looked up what it meant um, and it says Montejoy Joy Monta um, and it's basically like an inside joke <laughs> um, uh, okay. uh, for uh, the chat noir um, it's 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 basically like a uh, like art, beauty, love, sort of thing. Um, the Montmartre is the place where, Genoa is, uh, located. Um, next, the cat is big curved writing, uh, and this is basically the advertisement because the Chat Noir, um, is actually, uh, it was the first modern cabaret. It was basically a nightclub, um, where there were tables where people could sit and drink while there was a variety show happening, um. And this poster specifically was for a tour that the Chatnor did with their shadow theater. Um, And uh, the Chatnor also published a weekly magazine, um, which had writing, art, uh, comics, news, um, poetry, and political satire. So that's kind of how – and uh, Rodolfo Rodolfo Salas, which is mentioned on the poster, he is – one of the actors that toured he was part of the shadow theater
1: um so let's the cat into... actor of course the actor who plays the cat
0: <laughs> it's the cat right <laughs> well yeah of course <laughs> um originally. theophila Shinein. um he was actually originally born in switzerland um in november uh 1859 um he studied designed at the university of Lausanne. um And in his early 20s, um, he was a painter. He uh, was still developing. He uh, worked at a a factory, um, a textile factory as a designer. But he was encouraged by Francois Bacon or Francois Boiswain. I don't know how to (laughs) say his name. Uh, It's B-O-C-I-O-N. B
1: O I C O N. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Bokwan, maybe? Bokwan? Bokwan? I didn't look up how to say his name. I'm sorry. Uh, and <laughs> he was encouraged to move to France. So, him and his wife, Emily, did so. Um, and when he was there, he met more artists and uh, free thinkers and actors and writers at the Chat Noir Club um, or Le Chat Noir. Uh, and uh, one of those artists was Henry toulouse track, We've talked about him. He was also there. him. Um, um, yeah, that guy. He just always shows up. Um, but Steinlin, he loved to uh, depict animals and nature in his work, mm-hmm. uh, specifically cats. Um, a good choice. To quote a good yeah, animal. To, to quote one of the articles I read, uh, cats appeal to Steinlin for their charm, movement, and character, as well as for their symbolic properties, uh, however, he often uh, portrayed them as more elegant, wh- rather than like goofy and silly, like kind of in the early um, uh, time period where he was he 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 sort of sort of showed them as more imposing figures. Um, mm-hmm. But his love of cats came from an early age; he would actually doodle them on his notebook in school. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners can uh, relate to that.
1: Maureen yes. can relate. I know to I that. can.
0: Um, and. Uh, in his home in paris he would draw and sell cat drawings to folks on the streets and stray cats were known to hang around his house uh my god i should try that yeah i'm not sure if he fed (laughs) them i'm pretty sure he did probably feed them um and there's more about his life that we're not going to get into right now uh he was known for his political satirical art um commentary on poverty and the effects of war because he was alive during the first world war um mm-hmm. but yeah he's most known for this poster which he created for uh the chat which he was um involved in that sort of art scene of this time so yeah nice. so there we go one of the more famous pieces um and it's basically just a tour poster okay <laughs> like, hey, a come, beautiful come tour poster this. yeah um there's more information in the links as always but yeah I uh, hope no one's going to miss... I will be doing cat facts don't worry, but we are closing up the gallery for now. Just because... Uh, I like to
1: shake things up a bit.
0: I like to keep it fresh, yeah. Yeah. Keep it
1: funky, keep it fresh. Was that
0: everything you ever wanted? Are you glad we finally did the chat noir? The chat noir? Yeah. Everyone can enjoy my really, really bad French. Uh, I have no no <laughs> training at all. Can you Can you guess? That's okay. I'm also bad at French. It's just the pronunciations to really get me. That's fair. Uh... Right. Are, are we gonna go back Ready? to the forest? Starve. Actually,
1: no, we're not. We're not gonna go back to the forest. We're gonna stay with Whoa. the tribe still. Whoa! I know. Okay. Alright. So, no rules, just right. The cats have been with the tribe for four days. Tawny Pelts shoulder is healing, but it's still too stiff to walk. And Stormfur thinks he's gotten the hang of the tribe's way of hunting. He catches a bird, and Craig comes up to him, and he says that Stormfur will make a great prey hunter. Oh, like, huh? Stormfur I mean, nods. Thanks. His thanks, but but the way Craig said that made him uneasy. Had he meant to say that he would? Have made a good prey hunter, you know. Like if yeah. the circumstances had been different, <laughs> right? Like if I cr- was born here. Craig seems to be under the impression that Stormfur was staying with the tribe for good, but <gasps> the rest of the part, uh, the party hunters, the rest of the prey hunters arrive, and there's no time to ask him. As they approach the cave, Brooke comes up to him. She says that Stormfur has learned their ways well. And a warm glow spreads through him. And he knows how much he'll miss her when he leaves. She's become a good friend to him. And she must feel the same, since she's always asking him to come hunting. And Stormfur wonders if she'll miss him, too. Stormfur opens his mouth and picks up a strong, rank scent. Uh-oh. He's never smelled anything like this before. Uh-oh. Almost like a cat but harsher and tinged
0: with carrion. Is there a big gray cat that looks like him that we're about to meet? His neck fur rises.
1: What's that? he asks. Brooke's eyes stretch wide with fear, but she doesn't say anything. The patrol is gathering their prey and heading for the safety of the cave. Craig pushes past Stormfur and up the rocks. Stormfur looks up. Did he see a shadow of movement near the top of the waterfall? No cat explained this sudden panic, and Stormfur had learned that there was really no point in asking. Okay. (laughs) He puts his prey by the fresh kill pile and goes to his friends by their sleeping hollows. They are gathered around Tawnypelt, who is standing around and looking at her shoulder. Feathertail is busily licking her fur. She tells Tawny Pelt that it looks better, there's no swelling at all, and asks Tawny Pelt how she feels. Tawny Pelt flexes and drops into a hunter's crouch. She says it's stiff. But <laughs> it'll be fine if she keeps exercising it. She just wishes she could get her claws on that rat. Yeah. We all wish. I mean if only. Brambleclaw says then it's time they be leaving. He'll talk with Stone Teller and they'll set out first thing tomorrow. Kropos says they better not stop them. And Feathertail presses her muzzle to his side and assures him that they won't. The tribe cats have been nothing but kind to them since they got here. Squirrelpaw agrees that they'll probably be glad to see their tails. They're bound to be shorter on prey when Leaf Bear comes, and it's nearly here. So they won't want them sitting here stuffing themselves. Stormfur sees the worried look that Brambleclaw gives his clanmate, but says nothing. Crowpaw speaks up, seeing that Stormfur had joined them. He says, there he is, decided to join them? Is he getting bored with his new friends in the tribe? Whoa. Feathertail murmurs,
0: don't. Oh my god, stop. I don't, whoa. All right, guys. Uh, that's... That seems, like, kind of out of line. I'm sorry people were friendly to me. Yeah, I'm sorry they didn't bring you feathers, but I'm just hot. <laughs> but Stormfur
1: says that if Crowpaw has something to say, he can just say it. Yeah, no, I'm
0: ready I'm ready for Stormfur to
1: beat up Crowpaw. <laughs> <laughs> well, Crowpaw says Stormfur is spending all his time with them. Maybe he'd like to stay here for good. Stormfur tells him. To not be stupid. But the others look at him gravely. Come on, Stormfur says, alarmed now. He's just been hunting a few times. Brambleclaw said they should catch their own prey. Why would they think he cares any less than they do about what happens in the forest? Yeah. Feathertail yeah. assures him that no cat thinks that. Really? He does, Stormfur says, indicating Crowpaw. Is this just because he wasn't chosen by Star Clan? His claws unsheathed and so.
0: oh And
1: he hates he hates that it's not the soft riverside earth. Crowpaw, he can understand. Crowpaw is just always difficult. Crowpaw would probably fight with Star Clan themselves. Yeah. But the oh.
0: others? We've already seen that. Uh, you don't have to be a crowpot. You can just be, you can be a blue star.
1: Yeah. Well, it's almost as bad, oh, but the others thinking of him as less loyal? Even his own sister? It's almost as bad as when they were almost killed for being half-Clan. And he feels a flash of guilt about how comfortable he feels with the tribe, but is determined to remain loyal to River Clan. Brambleclaw tells Stormfur to settle down and for Crowpaw to stop being annoying. They have enough problems to deal with right now. Tawny Pelt says it's the waterfall, the sound of it day and night is driving her mad. The darkling could be sending them every sign under the sun and they wouldn't hear it. She'll be glad to be out in the open and well away for this, from this place. Crowpaw snarls that they need to go back to the forest and defend it like warriors. Stormfur can come or not. Shut up, mouse brain, Squirrelpaw snaps. Stormfur is just as loyal as he is. Stormfur blinks gratefully at her. Of course he's coming with them. Brambleclaw says they should eat and get a good night's sleep. It could be their last chance for a while. While they had been talking, several tribe cats had gathered and watched them with serious faces. <laughs> Uh-oh. Craig asks... Why are they talking about leaving? They'll oh, never no! They'll never make it through the mountains during the season of frozen water. Oh, They'll need to stay no. until the sun returns. Squirrelpaw says they can't do that. There's trouble back at their home. Yeah. And Brambleclaw, very diplomatically, says that they're grateful for the offer, but they must go. hmm Tribe cats look at each other. Fur bristling, and suddenly they look threatening. Mm-mm. Several cave guards stand between them and the entrance, and kit mothers start herding their kits towards the nursery tunnel. And Stormfur knows that if they try to leave, they'll have to fight for it. He thrusts his way through the crowd to Brook, and he asks her why are they treating them like prisoners? Brooke won't meet his eyes. Please, she says. Is he so unhappy here that staying would be such a terrible thing?
0: I've been here for a
1: day. They've been here for four days.
0: Oh, wait, I've been here for four
1: days. Stormfur says being unhappy isn't the point. They're on a mission. They don't have a choice. Right. Stormfur turns to Craig, who avoids his gaze. He thought the tribe cats liked him for who he was, and this betray tore at him like claws. Fox dung to this, Crowpaw muttered, and tried to push his way (laughs) past the guards.
0: I'm just, I'm just, uh, a thing? I don't, I I don't really know what the advantage of. They haven't, like, clarified why they want him specifically to stay so bad. Yeah. Mm.
1: Craig raised a paw, and another guard pushes Crowpaw back with a hiss. Crowpaw is ready to take on both. Wait, Feathertail puts herself between Crowpaw and the guards. They need to find out what this all means. Crowpaw snarls that this means trouble. No cat is going to stop him from leaving. (laughs) Crowpaw throws himself at Craig, and they tussle until Brambleclaw grabs Crowpaw by the scruff and hauls him off. They wouldn't be able to fight their way out. And even if they did, they'd face a cold night on an unfamiliar mountainside. Stormfer wonders why Midnight had not foreseen this. Or had she? But kept it hidden from them? Probably. Stoneteller emerges from his tunnel. Maybe now they'll get some answers. Brambleclaw goes to face him. He says there must have been a misunderstanding and Stormford can see his efforts to stay calm. They need to leave tomorrow, and it looks as if the tribe doesn't want to let them go. They're so grateful for their help and shelter. Stoneteller isn't listening. His blazing eyes gaze around the gathered cats, and he raises his voice. He's received a sign from the tribe of endless hunting. It is time for a telling. And despite his fears, Stormfur is curious. Yeah, and you know what they say about curiosity and cats.
0: It will kill you.
1: <laughs> cave guards round up the clan cats and start herding them towards the tunnel Stone Teller had just come out of. Back off, Tony Pelt snaps. Where are they taking them? Stone Teller replies uh, to the cave of pointed stones. Many things will be made clear for them there. Crowpaw asks, what if they don't want to go? And he launches himself at a cave guard twice his
0: size. <laughs> he just kind of <laughs> casually- Just like kind of an exclamation point on his statement. He's like, oh, whatever, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Well, the cave guard just kind of casually
1: swats him away. Oh my god. And Crowpaw is sent half-stunned to the cave floor. Rip, Crowpaw. Feathertail spat and lashed out with her claws, and Brambleclaw hisses, no, if they're going to get an explanation, they will listen to it. Then they will decide what to do. Crowpaw glares at the ThunderClan warrior, but says nothing. Stormfur stumbles as a guard headbutted him towards the tunnel. Brooke is beside him, and she looks relieved as she tells him to not worry.
0: Everything will be clear for him soon. I mean, I mean says you guys are, like, being really cryptic and kind of scary about this whole thing, so I
1: hope so. Well, Stormfur says he's not worried. They can't keep them here forever. And he had thought they were friends. She betrayed him. And he's almost pleased when she winces. Please, she whispered, he doesn't understand. It's for the sake of the tribe. Stormfur curls his lip and turns away from her. In the darkness, Stone Teller softly chants. When the tribe of endless hunting calls, we come to listen. And voices echo through the cave in answer from the gathered cats. For a moment, Storm's oh. fear vanishes as he steps like into church. another cave.
0: Huh? This is like Catholicism. You say one oh, thing, yeah. I say it back. Da, 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 da. It's like church. Yeah.
1: For a moment... Stormfur's fear vanishes as he steps into another cave and stares in awe. Moonlight yeah. shines down through a hole in the roof, and they're standing in a forest of pointed stones. Stalag, stalactites and stalagmites. Right. So. Oh,
0: oh, that's what they meant by pointed stones, okay.
1: Yeah. Water trickles down them into a pool on the stone floor. Rain had fallen earlier, and there were puddles around their paws. The roar of the waterfall had sunk to a faint whisper. And it reminds Stormfur of Mothermouth. A moonlit cave, but also the sense of being in the presence of something greater than himself. But it's not the home of Star Clan. And Stormfur sends a silent prayer to their ancestors to guard and guide them, even here. So we've gone into a really cool looking cave that's even yeah. cooler looking than the last cave. <laughs> <laughs> well But we are is... prisoners. It seems like we're prisoners. Yeah.
0: We're like they're they're heavily discouraging us leaving. They haven't like Yeah They haven't like fully physically stopped us. Uh but
1: But it's kind of implied.
0: Yeah, it's implied that We'll die if we do try to leave. Yeah. So that, yes. whoops, that's not great. Um, Always always sucks when that happens. When you, you think you're at a cool place ends up you're imprisoned. Yep. <laughs> it happens to me all the time. Yeah. I, I play d I'm D&D. very bad at directions. Yeah. It's like a quick <laughs> trip. Every quick trip you go into, you have to fight the troll to get out of it. Gosh, I miss quick trip even with the trolls. Me too. Well, no, I go to Quick Trip, like, all the time.
1: Um, I'm crying right now because of how much I miss Quick Trip.
0: Go on. (laughs) Folks. If you want to keep in touch with us, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram. We are WCWITCast on both those platforms. If you want to contact us a different way, hi, Hobbit. (laughs) If you want to contact us a different way, you can email us at wc at gmail.com. Wait, say uh, that again. You can email us at wcwitcast at gmail.com. There we I, go. I don't know how I don't know what I said. Um <laughs> I don't either. Hobbit's biting my butt, so Okay. <laughs> okay, well I forgive you. Uh If you want to help support the podcast, best way you can do that is to share this episode with a friend. Be like, hey, guys. Ow, Hobbit. Um, (laughs) Well, don't say that. But you can say, hey, guys. Or, hey, friend. uh, This episode's great. Uh, It's in a cave. It's in a cave. And it's the last of that silly uh, uh, cat fact gallery. So if they've just hated that, tell them to listen to the next episode um <laughs> yeah and another way you can do that is to rate and review and just share it around post us on your facebook feed tweet about us i don't know we can't stop you write a letter to your grandma um sure don't write a letter to my grandma write it to your grandma exactly <laughs> and thank you guys so much for listening because i'm ember heart and i'm tangled on and this has been warrior cats What is that?